Alrighty, everybody. Hello and welcome to Richard's Radio Adventures. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and welcome to our show. This is like number two of the episodes recorded this day. First one was about Hamcom. Man, I'm still very sad about a Hamcom. But also, within a day or so, we had another incident happen that we probably need to pay a little bit of attention to. And this would be the bombing in Nashville, Tennessee. Been a lot of speculation over this. In fact, I don't think anybody was killed at this time. I haven't checked since early yesterday morning. This is day after Christmas, by the way. And I do have some information on deployment and that kind of stuff, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So, in the wee hours of Christmas morning 2020, it appears that there was a van parked in front of the AT&T Communications Hub in Nashville, Tennessee. And this particular van, or RV, was shouting out a warning. Get out of the area. There's a bomb in here. It's going to go off in 30 minutes. Get the hell out. So a lot of people did. I heard a recording of one woman who said that they heard the recording playing. They got in their cars and left. They went to the other side of the river and sat there until they figured out that or felt that Nothing was going to happen, and they were on their way back, and the van exploded. Boom. Okay. Um, there are others that woke up with policemen banging on their doors and that kind of stuff. It's my understanding that the injuries received by people were, yes, they were serious, kind of serious, but nobody actually died. Now, I haven't had a chance to keep up with that and haven't had a chance to check into it in the last 24 hours, but the word is that nobody actually, there were no fatalities. In the process, they took out the AT&T hub in Nashville. They completely killed a main source of communication. Now, the conspiracy nut in me wants to just go off, <laughs> go off like crazy because I understand. And I had to explain to the, this to somebody over on a discord server yesterday that terrorism is not about a body count. It's about creating fear. And if there's a body count, that's just gravy. Now, I understand we're used to seeing all the stuff that used to go on in Israel and that kind of stuff. However, the fear is what we're looking at here. So having said that, let me say something else. Not only did it damage the AT&T building, there was a building across the street that a young lady and her family lived in that they actually used for their business and that kind of stuff. And it was, the front was kind of damaged and that kind of stuff. But I believe they were the ones that drove across the river. Luckily, people pretty much got out of the way. At this point, I'm told that the uh, local 
amateur radio community has rallied. So we're going to focus on that a little bit because that's what this show is all about. It's amateur radio. And it's my understanding that uh, Aries and Racies are standing ready to assist the police department, uh, fire department, whoever they need to assist in this situation, as all good amateur radio operators do. At this point, we have a response going on from the amateur radio community. The thing I want to talk about most is the fact that I immediately, as soon as I found out about this Christmas morning, put out the word on social media. Hey, does anybody have any idea what's going on with the MCOM response where this bombing is concerned? So uh, I posted stuff on Facebook, Reddit, Parlay, MeWe, Twitter. I mean, all the normal culprits, I got no response on Facebook. Neither did I get responses on Facebook or uh, Parlay or MeWe. However, I did, of course, have the idiot chiming in on Reddit. I got on there. I asked a question, a very simple question. Does anybody have any idea what the amateur radio response to the bombing in Nashville has been? And quite a few people came in and gave me some information. It's my understanding at this time, Aries and Racies are standing by uh, to assist where they need to assist, which is our job. <laughs> we'll get to codeless extra classes in a minute. But they are standing by waiting to assist as needed. Now, I have spent more than my fair share of time riding around in cars with police officers doing damage assessment and that kind of stuff over the years and everything else like that. We spent, I know that I spent doing 12 hours a day during Hurricane Katrina working traffic. I know that I spent the middle of the night Many night, and I call it Loma Prieta earthquake because that's where it was centered. Uh, everybody refers to it as the Northridge earthquake in California, and I had not been licensed that long, but I spent many a night while that was going on moving traffic. I was pretty much a fresh new ham. I had a friend at the time. He's not a friend anymore. However, I had a friend at the time that brought a HF rig in his truck up to where I was working so that we could work traffic. Hurricane Katrina, we were working with the Texas Baptist men. We had people from our local club deployed in Louisiana. We had the shuttle recovery. Every club in North Texas had people out on the shuttle recovery when uh, the space shuttle exploded over to uh, over, I guess it was probably New Mexico or something, and ended up most of it landing or hitting the ground in East Texas. All the local clubs in this area had people down there. Oklahoma City, Saturn was on on the air. 
in less than half an hour. And I'd have to go look. I have an article on the website about it that tells when they were up and running. But less than a half an hour, I believe. Y'all go check out the website. And they were up and running on the Oklahoma City bombing. You know, our job is to uh, report. We're about interoperability. You know, the government's not real good at getting their uh, business together. And for the most part, we have to cover it for them. You can have two guys standing next to each other, one of them from Treasury, one of them from FBI, and they can't talk to each other on the radio. And that's where we come in. They don't have those classes on the FEMA website, and they don't have those classes on the ARRL website for fun. And in this case, they've taken out a major communication hub, which means they have a plan. It doesn't make sense unless they were just a pissed-off AT&T employee that wanted to blow the place up. There appeared to be a bigger plan. Now, let's talk a minute about cell phones. I have known several guys that have worked for cell phone companies. They were amateur radio operators. That's how I met them. In the case of one, this guy was far enough up that he was actually in charge of taking turtles into Louisiana after Katrina. Now, for those of you who don't know what a turtle is, a uh, turtle is a remote, self-contained cell phone site. I'm going to say repeater site, but basically it's a rolling cell phone site. And another one that I've known that worked for a different company, more than once we've talked about the fact that these things, are, the cell phone systems are built out for 20 to 30% of maximum load. So here's what happened. A few years back in Plano, Plano, Texas, there was a problem, an issue. I can't remember what the issue was at the time. I believe it was a power outage. And everybody immediately went outside and got on their cell phone. And what happened was that there were so many calls trying to get in on these cell phone circuits that nobody could get a connection. Yeah. And this is simply because the system was overloaded. Now, y'all heard me talk more than once about one of the things that'll go down in an emergency is the cell phone system because they're not built out 100%. They're built out 20 to 30% of max load. And I got this from guys that worked on the freaking cell side. So let's get back to it for a moment. You blow up the AT&T building in Nashville, Tennessee. You lose communications via cell phone on that particular network, and y'all don't. Y'all stop for a minute. Stop and think about this. The majority of cell phone networks or cell phone coverage comes from two or three people. It's just like electrical uh, delivery, at least here in Texas. There's only two or three companies that are handling cell phone delivery. All these other little places, the cheap places, 
or what is it? Sprint, mint, not sprint. Mint, um, simple, whatever it is. All these cheap cell phone places, they're just buying time on other people's power. So all this stuff goes down. If AT&T goes down, you lose, lose a bunch of stuff. I think Metro PCS may be on AT&T. I'm not sure. At this point, T-Mobile slash Sprint may be. But the whole cell phone network, it's like, like I said, it's like buying electricity. There's a bunch of, uh, there are two or three big companies and all these little companies buy time or buy energy from them. So now we have a major communication hub that has been damaged. You know, tell them what they're going to do. Now, as far as amateur radio, that really doesn't concern us. Where we are concerned is we need to get out there and operate and cover the people who are uncovered. Sure, Saturn is down in there. And for those of y'all who don't know who Saturn is, that's the Salvation Army Team Emergency Radio Network. I'm sure Aries, Racies are involved and everything else. That's our job, get in there and communicate. But then this opens the broader question. As I said earlier, I got out on all the social networks. I started sending out messages. Does anybody know what the emergency response is, you know, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee? And the reason I did this is because, like I said, Saturn was up front during Oklahoma City. Aries Racies was out front during 9-11. Katrina, Northridge earthquake, all this kind of stuff. Even here in Dallas, we have a uh, a place. There's a, a place in downtown Dallas where I-35, Interstate 80, which turns into I-20, comes together. And there was a place that uh, their what they did. Their business was was filling compressed gas bottles, acetylene, oxygen, helium that kind of stuff and the place caught fire and it was right at the intersection of these highways and the bottles were going off like rockets and Aries was there when we had a tornado in the city of 40 Texas I was living there at that time I count that number three in my three up close and personal encounters with a tornado Aries and Racies were there they had had a problem in Mesquite. It spilled over to Forney, which is kind of next door, even though it's in the next county. I spent hours and hours working traffic for devastated areas. In fact, here in Mesquite, or in Mesquite, not here in Mesquite, I'm in Terrell now, my vice president of the club ended up with in concert with the Texas Baptist men, ended up going to Louisiana to work HF. And she did a damn fine job. Then we get over the other stuff. Now, I keep wanting to get back to this because it really irritates me. One of the places on social media that I put out the word was Reddit. Oh, good God. You should not use Reddit. 
I'm the only reason I'm over there is to help promote the show. But I went ahead and put a message out over there. Hey, does anybody know what the emergency response is in Nashville? I got plenty of responses. They're doing this. They're getting this in place, this and that and the other. And then, of course, the codeless extras. And we're going to start making this a feature on the show. Codeless extras. Um, we're going to use this and here's the definition in case anybody wants to get pissed off later. Okay. The codeless extra is the guy that got into amateur radio because he was tired of dealing with CB radio and the test got so easy that he really didn't have to study much to get into the hobby. And it didn't take much since he didn't have to learn 21 words a minute to become an extra. He has no idea how to operate Moonbound. He has no idea what it takes to be a uh, satellite ground station for an amateur radio uh, satellite what he knows is that the dumbed down test and now before you, any of y'all say anything i know what the test was when they first changed it over to codeless technician and it was a booger bear but i've looked at it recently and i've looked at the test along the lines with that recently and quite honestly none of them are as hard as my novice or technician test work. None. Now, when I say codeless extra, I'm talking about a particular group of people. I'm not talking about the guys that want to get in there and learn. I'm not talking about the guys who have spent a lot of time investing a lot of money and are actually top-notch DXers. I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about the ones that have an extra class license and they're not even as educated where amateur radio is concerned. So when I say codeless extra, I'm not talking about you guys that put in work. I'm talking about jackasses like the one I'm fixing to tell you about. So I put the information on Reddit. And I get some responses back. I'm starting to get some information. And then there's one guy that's like, well, there's probably no response at all. It is just a hobby. Hobby. That's the word I avoid. And y'all know this. And then there was another one. Let's see. What did he say? Oh, you probably shouldn't worry about it. You probably just need to heat up the hot pocket in a microwave and go back down to your mama's basement. Y'all go check my qualifications. It's on the website. I can prove up every bit. To which I responded, hmm, okay. Thank you for your input. I'm not going to spar with you here. There was another conversation in there before it was over with the was talking about some window liquor. That's his word. 
conversation on a local repeater about a window licker that uh, the fire department wouldn't let uh, clean the windshield on the trucks or some kind of mess. Okay, this is these are words I would not use. And before it was over with, what I ended up uh, telling him was, well, I appreciate your opinion. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I need real information. You're not helping me. And make sure that you pet the goat for me. Uh, here in Texas, if you're from Texas, you know what I just said to him. And then I had another one that uh, had an issue with something else anyway. That's the problem with Reddit. All these guys have got a chip on their shoulder because they know they didn't do shit the right way or they're half-ass operators and that kind of stuff. So if you run across these guys on Reddit, you need to get on someplace legitimate where you can get some information. Uh, We are over there now, by the way, if y'all want to check it out. What the hell's our subreddit? RF Podcast. Y'all can go check that out. In fact, come over there because we need to show these guys how it's done. And the whole point I'm getting at in this uh, particular episode is the fact that we've turned it into a hobby. Well, I haven't. But there's so many people out there that have turned it into a hobby. Like flower arranging or working in the garden or uh, my wife is a hobby. She does cross stitch, you know, taking needle and needlepoint, you know, collecting, I don't know, sports card stamp, collecting stamp. That's a good one. But we've turned this, or some people out there have turned this into a hobby. It's a hobby. No, it's not a hobby to help out the local, state, government um, organization to communicate when needed. We are the guys that, you know, everybody thinks it's a joke that the way that communications or coordination of the final scenes of Independence Day, of all things, was coordinated by guys banging on a key. We are the first mile and the last mile, most of the time. And it irritates the shit out of me that our worth has been diminished by guys that say, well, it's just a hobby. And like I said before, I call these guys the coatless extra. Now, if you have an extra class license, you came in with a uh, coatless technician license and worked your way up, I'm not talking about you. Unless you've decided that it's just a hobby. Because there's a whole lot more to it. And you need to dig in if you think it's just a hobby. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go. And hopefully we have something a little more cheerful going into the first year with if I'm right, this one will probably hit right before, right after the first year. So thank you for spending your time with me. And we have finally, finally gotten to the end of this most horrible year 
So with that, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and Happy New Year. I hope it's a hell of a lot better. We'll see y'all next time. We gotta go.